What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, this is Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. Do you like that new special effect? I did. Manny Digital? I did. I was feeling that. You didn't even ask me. No, come on. We know the deal. You actually fuck it up all the time because you're making your own sounds. Also, I should just stay quiet? You can't, though. The dead air kills you. You're like, no, it blends in good, so it's good to keep it. <laughs> Just sample me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Tell me. What's going on, fellas? How was uh, your week, your weekend? It was great, okay. bro. I don't know. Good. I, I can't seem to remember the weekend sometimes. They, it's always full of something. No, it was, it was good. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There was something monumental that happened on Friday. Definitely, we, we yeah. should We should give our, our man EFN some props, bro, because uh, that... So, I mean, why don't you talk about it? I, I let me. Well, you say, could say it from your perspective. Okay, let me. Yeah, let me real quick yeah. break it down. So, um, last week, I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were definitely invited. Let's, no, I know. Let's I be know. Clear. We we were actually um, trying to frame areas where we can put you into certain pictures because we we missed you. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but their spirit. But the drink champs um, held it down in Brooklyn. They had. Uh, a, a humongous showing of people came out to to you know the episode, but how many people you think were there? Shit, because when I looked out at one point, it seemed like a sea of people. Yeah, I, I'd say easily a couple hundred folks. Really, a couple. Yeah. I, th- I was gonna say 150, maybe. Yeah, I, I think there was more further back because what because it was a gallery. Kind of looked like there was people there for the gallery, but in reality, there were like last right. minutes into the to the podcast. So right. everyone knows what we're talking about first. This is the drink champs. Nas episode, right. right? Right. Which by the time this comes out, it, it that'll be out, and our announcement. Will, and and it was also the launch of the Lost Tapes too, right? Lost right. Tapes, and the first time we announced our partnerships with Mass Appeal, Title, and Revolt. Right, and that's big, real big. That's huge, bro. That's the titans of hip hop, practically from a corporate yeah. perspective, right? Like, dogs. Clap some hip hop, yeah, hip hop. Clap it up, B. Sure. Clap it up. Yeah. It's okay. E. Sure. Don't be yeah. Mr. Humble. <laughs> uh, are you gonna put the sound effects? Yeah, we'll the put clap? the sound. Effects. Yeah, we'll put. But, but you gotta add your own in also. Yeah. Oh. No, <laughs> you, no, you gotta go harder. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. So from your again, real quick, and we don't want to stay on this too long. But from your perspective, you thought it everything looked seemed cool. I mean, I was before you jumped on. I was telling Kay, I was like, um. The the vibe was so you know how people always use the term like for the culture and it kind of right. loses its flavor after a while. This was the epitome of what 
how people should be using that that phrase. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it really exemplified what the culture is about. If you're really into hip hop and and the whole vibe, and, and starting with with the gallery itself that we were right. in, um, beyond the streets, which that, actually that's that's a pretty that's a dope spot. I was I was out there last time I was in New York. Previous yeah. guests is one of the curators. Yeah, Sasha Jenkins, our, our last episode. Well, yes, two episodes. that just because I was walking around it before we started uh, doing drink champs and. I was just like in awe of all the, you know, all the graffiti stuff, and just they even had a, a section that that mimicked a old school record store, and it was just like that by itself felt so hip hop. So to do it there, that already set the tone for everything else that was gonna happen in that evening. Yeah, it was it was ill. So shout out to Mass Appeal. I think was a big part of making that yeah. happen, right? Yeah, Mass Appeal, and then just to all of our partners that. That came together. I mean, it wasn't necessarily easy by no stretch, but we were able to figure it all out, and 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 we, you know we got these three ginormous uh, partners in in the drink champs empire, basically. Right. So and then and segueing into fatherhood stuff, but uh, while we while I was in New York, which was a very short trip just for that, I had the opportunity. It was a coincidence that my family from LA was over there, and so my aunt. My cousin and my godson, who I hadn't seen in a while, like in person, was over there in New York. And, you know, I I think I mentioned on on this podcast that I feel like sometimes like, you know, detached or like I'm neglectful as a godfather because he's so far. Yeah. So it was really cool that I was able to like pop in and like surprise him. Uh, my cousin didn't tell him that I was, you know, going to show my face, popped up at their hotel and, and he was like completely surprised to see me and, and, you know, and that was dope, hung out with them for a couple hours. And, um, and then the next day after the podcast, I had brunch with my goddaughters, which, uh, my, the middle one, Daniela, she just turned 21. Mm. So it was like a pre birthday celebration with her. And then, and, and then the other two, Kiara and, and Aliyah. So, so it was really on all fronts. It was a really good trip. It was like, you know, got to see family and got to accomplish something and and that was monumental uh in terms of you know the things that i'm doing so so that was really dope i have a question how does a drink champ celebrate with a brand new drinker or as far as legal terms go how did that go down what are you talking she, about? She just turned 21, you said, right? Oh, oh, you mean my god kid? Yeah, i don't know, bro. She, well, did well, you guys all, celebrate? This is this was a couple of days before her birthday, so technically, no, she wasn't gonna drink. I'm not necessarily like gonna be like, yeah, you can drink now because I'm gonna drink. <laughs> right, Let's right, get right. fucking smashed. <laughs> like, no, my the the one that's already 21. I I thought she wasn't, and you know, and I was kind of cool. Like, I, I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, being with them now and they're adults and and being able to have like adult conversations and hang out in, in these environments is it's not it's not terrible. It's you know sometimes you know I'm like I got to take a step back. Like, I don't know, you know, you don't want to go too far with it but um she she ended up just not drinking because she said that her id had expired and i don't know i guess she didn't want to go through the mission or and and maybe it was a brunch so it was they were you know like my the other one was like danielle was like you know you know when i ordered my drink she's like you know it's uh 12 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm definitely not pushing the agenda and that's my fear of drink champs to a degree is you know that i don't want to send the wrong messages to the wrong to the wrong folks. Right. Would you ever bring your daughter on set? I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah. Me and my girl have conversations about it where she 
if she wants to see a certain particular artist we might have that she's a fan of and we don't have a babysitter that she would want to come by i'm not into that like in like into bringing my family into these environments and not that the environment is terrible but they're unpredictable yeah and there's people smoking and there's people drinking and when i'm and for me it's work and i don't want to have to be you know i'm overprotective when it comes to family so i'll be thinking about them and i'll be worried about what what them and 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 extra sensitive to anything that happens around them and i don't need that stress yeah, you know yeah, that's me sense. personally my girl doesn't necessarily agree with me to a degree and you know we kind of clash on some like if you know once in a it wouldn't hurt once yeah i'm not you know it only takes once for, yeah, <laughs> for some yeah. shit to go down yeah but whatever um so yeah man it was a, it was a dope dope weekend and and, and you know we're still rolling everything out but even by the time this comes out we're we're still probably getting things rolled out um but we're really excited besides all that right before i did leave though actually the day that i left to new york we had a little incident at the house that scared the shit out of us i'm mm. um, at the barbershop and my girl texts me and she's like call me and you know she was calling me and um and then i'm on the phone with her and i'm not quite understanding what she's telling me and she's like, look at look at the picture in your phone. I'm like, yo, babe, I'm I'm at, you know I'm in the middle of a of a cut. Like, like can we this way? She's like, no, look at the, look at the picture on your phone. And there's a picture of like some uh like adhesive remover. And she's like, and I'm like, what is this? She's like, our our daughter got into this. Ooh. She says she looked, and it's a drawer that we have that that she often goes into the drawer and it has like just random stuff that I've thrown in there like tools and. Things that I had, you know, before my daughter was even around that that's been in there. And apparently that was in there and my and my girl didn't, you know, was like looking at her phone for a second and and in that second my daughter had been would had able to grab this little bottle, twist open the cap, and the 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 liquid was on the floor and then she was blowing into the bottle. Wow. So we don't know, like she didn't know if she drank it or not. And my girl's asking and then a lot of it was gone, so she's asking me like how much was in there before? And I'm like, I don't remember. So I was like, call the pediatrician, see what they say. They told her to call poison control. Poison control was basically saying, you know, watch her, uh, give her water, you know, watch her and, and keep her upright for at least an hour um, and see if she's coughing or not at some point because the, the danger with those things is that it gets into the lungs. And uh, and they said that if you know if after an hour she's fine and no you know nothing no obvious signs that she should be okay or maybe she didn't even ingest it you know because we don't know if she did or she didn't so you know I came home my girl was super distraught um, and that was right before I had to leave to to the airport um, yeah ouch yeah yeah that's a head kill right there yeah was so, was that so was that quite literally a guilt trip for you like. The fact that you were departing right when that was going well, out. I mean, I wasn't. Let me, let me. I wasn't. I didn't leave right after that. Like right. I left later that afternoon, like early afternoon. But so still, even hours. just leaving in general, right? Just, yeah, right. And just even just like in my mind, I was just like, of course, stuff like this is gonna happen right before right. I gotta go out of town, and you and, know, I'm and such to concentrate. a such a big occasion, also, right? Where I'm supposed to be in a zone or whatever. Um. Yeah, it was it was nerve wracking. But but what I wanted to ask you guys based off of this and now I'm like wanting to know from different parents, like, have you ever had an incident like that where your kid got into something that could have been potentially poisonous 
did they do you do you have proof that they actually ingested it and what did you do if that happened or any did you guys have either of you have an incident like this mm. I, I think Kay and I are going to get in trouble for our answers because I have a funny Why? feeling we're not going to recall very well and then our <laughs> wives are going to be like yo you idiot don't you remember <laughs> Or maybe your wives don't want you to recall this because <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't remember anything in terms of um, him potentially ingesting anything. I think there's been a couple times where, um, like swimming when he was younger, um, if he swallowed water, and right. then and and then and he'd be coughing and and then he'd be fine swimming around. But then my wife would start reading up on, I guess, what's the term? It's like a delayed drowning or something like that. Oh, so for 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 young kids, if they've been swimming and they've uh, swallowed. swallowed water, sometimes it can it, it can stay in their lungs, and so like hours later, uh, what when they're sleeping, it's almost like they end up drowning because they've got all this this water inside of them that no one really knew about. So. She used to get uh, a little panicked about that when when he was younger, and we'd have episodes of of uh, you know him swallowing water in a pool or at the beach or something like that. And then the only other thing that I, that's coming to mind is really not the same thing, but it's it's just one of those things where it basically just boils down to how things happen so quickly that you just don't even know. Like I, I know that uh, we were at a at one of his friend's birthday parties, and I think he might have been three at the time and they had a big dog that they had kept in one of the rooms during the party and then right when everyone everyone was kind of leaving in the in the evening the dog came out and the dog was excited and happy to see everyone and and uh my son they came up to my son and my son's face was like right by the dog's face and then i don't know what happened the dog got overexcited or got scared or something but then all of a sudden latched uh, bit his face bit him bit him in the face oh, i remember when this happened yeah and and right by his eye like it just missed just missed his eye and it was kind of in the cheek and and he ended up being okay he was definitely scared and you know we had to kind of we, we had to talk a little with the doctors about disney any kind of rabies shots any of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um and we had, had to keep yeah, yeah, he was bleeding. Um, he had a scar, Oof. and we definitely had to keep watch on him. And I think I might have actually had to go on a trip in like a day or two afterwards. So I, I know that feeling uh, of like some, something, something's not right at home, and right. then you got to leave, and that feeling that that stress about it. Um, but yeah, man, those it's like those things can happen so quickly, and no, yeah, it's no matter. It's like no matter how vigilant and everything you are, it just seems like you know you look you look away one minute and something could happen. The, the closest may. the closest thing I can think of, it's not like getting into a cabinet in your case or a drawer or whatever. But uh, we were at a restaurant one time when I lived in the Bay, and my son was eating. I want to say maybe oranges or something because they give you like oranges to clean your palate at like. Uh, I think it was a sushi Fancy spot. places. Nah, it was it was a hole in the wall, but it was dope. Anyhow, um, so he's chewing on or whatever, and then I guess you know something got lodged in his throat, and he's like 
noticeably choking. Oh shit! Yeah, oh. It's, and and it's kind of to the same vibe that we were just talking about. Like we just looked away for a second, and then shit just started going haywire. And he's sitting next to my wife, and I'm across the table, and I'm kind of like jammed in. So I, if, for me to get around, it takes a little bit of work. So my wife is like moving him around and like trying to help him out, and and nothing's happening. Like he seems to get progressively worse. So I I like. I think I might have flipped the table. I don't know what the fuck. I got the table the fuck out the way. And I beat the shit. Not, you know, killing him. But, like, I hit him hard in his back. And the shit shot out. And I'm looking at my wife like, yo, what the fuck? Why didn't you? You know, like, like it's her fault, right? And I'm like, yo, you should have, like, da 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 And then at the end of it all, like, he was fine. And then I go to my wife and I'm like, yo, my bad. Because in the heat of the moment, you find any right. excuse to, like, Fault, yeah, I you're guess, all, yeah, you're always like, "What the fuck did you do?" And yeah, yeah. that, that kind of happened a little bit <clears throat> in my case as well. Right, but luckily everything worked out. But that's like the closest that I've come to something similar. Mm. The the scary part for me is that you know, in the stages is that she, or the stages she's in that she's in is that um, it feels like she's developing new skills every day. That you know, you kind of underestimate what she can, what she's capable of doing, like. I did not think she was capable of unscrewing a little bottle, you know, cap yeah. from something yeah. like that right at this moment, you know. And and she, every day, like, she's getting stronger or she's getting a little taller where she's reaching things and she's getting a little bit more, you know, like, smart in the sense of how to open things up. And, and you know, I, me and my girl, like, yo, we got to really pay attention. We got to we gotta kind of, like, um, take stock of what's in the home in terms of, like, anything that could be poisonous to her. And it, yeah, it's a little, it's a little scary. Oh, I, I looked up, I looked up the, uh, it's, it's dry drowning and secondary drowning. Wow, I never heard of that shit. Yeah, so dry drowning, the water never reaches the lungs. It just, it, breathing in the water causes the vocal cords to spasm and close up, and then the uh, secondary drowning. So if the, if the they take in water and it, and it hits the the lungs fluid can build up and it and it causes a condition called a pulmonary edema and how common is that that, that happens pretty common and this kills them can yeah holy shit so Yo, that, i don't want to take my daughter to a pool <laughs> that's fuck that scares me because two days ago we're my kids and i are in the pool and it's just us three so usually my wife and i'll go and the, the baby's in there because she's the one we're most worried about with with you know anything happening in the pool and and i'm trying to get a workout in by the way i'm trying to beat drain because drain and i are going back and forth on comp- competing on some shit but anyhow so i'm I'm doing my laps fuck y'all competing on pool like swimming a- apple 100, 100 miles in swimming apple phone workout shit you you, you wouldn't yeah. understand oh, yeah. <laughs> so i'm doing my laps but then for that moment that i'm doing my lap i gotta leave them in a, in a corner so i don't know what happens but i guess i must have splashed water at her and she swallowed some of it. So now that you're mm. talking about this, I, you know, I'm looking at her. She's breathing fine afterwards. So I didn't think much of it. But it sounds like I should have been more worried because maybe later on the shit could have. Yeah, come and, back. and then what about all that talk? And and I've seen videos and pictures where like babies can go underwater and like practically they're aqua people, like they can breathe underwater. 
Well, yeah, that that I guess that's them holding their breath instinctively, knowing how to hold their breath, and as so opposed sometimes to sometimes they don't know how to hold their breath, <laughs> as opposed to actually you know drinking <laughs> how water. How do you in. test this? Oh, if they live, they're good. If they die, they didn't know how to hold <laughs> but, their breath. That's but terrible. I'm lo- I'm looking at it right now, and it's saying to look for so with the dry drowning. That's something that you would probably see effects after like an hour or so afterwards, okay. and and then the secondary is could be like 48 hours afterwards. But you want to look for Difficulty breathing, uh, unusual behavior, irritable, coughing, chest pain, and then, um, you know, low energy after being out of the water. Now, again, I, I mean, it's like I think you got to walk a middle uh, a middle ground with all this stuff because, right. you know, the kids are going to – if the kids are playing in the water, there's probably, they're probably going to swallow some water. Um so you don't yeah, want to get drowned so paranoid. Yeah, you don't want to get too paranoid. <laughs> but it's out. You know, it's one of those things that's out there that I had no idea about. Yeah, that you just dropped a jewel on me. I had no idea. Great, and something else to fucking worry about. Thank you. <laughs> right. hey, bro. Shit, bro. Fucking world. I'm I'm over here like pan a little bit panicked because I've I've been thinking about you know I have a pool now right outside of my back door. So do you do you have it fenced? Do you have it fenced? Not the, not the pool, no. no but I've okay. got so I've got the the door alarm, and there's like a splash alarm in the pool that you can put so that it'll like go off or Did whatever. You put it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean that you can activate? That, yeah. So apparently, it like it will feel the water shift, and then right. if it's too much, then it'll activate, and it's super loud and annoying. But but even with that, I'm like, I don't know you. It could. I don't know how fast some shit like that can actually happen and cause some real, you know, bad shit. And again, I'm more. I'm most worried about my little one, um, the three year old, because she's she gets into shit that she shouldn't. But then I also think about it like a previous conversation we had, which is like, all right, well, don't be, don't try to build a fence around the shit to try to prevent her from it. Like, teach her how to respect and utilize whatever it is. So we're gonna be gung ho on on teaching her how to swim more quickly than we were anticipating uh just to alleviate a little bit of that and have some sense of calm that she knows what to do mm-hmm. when she's in water i think in some states you're required to to have fences around pools if you yeah, have uh, i think if, if, if Miami, in florida i think florida is one of them yeah here also is to keep out the alligators <laughs> here you well, have, if you, have if, you have, if you have kids if you have kids in the house right. i think yeah here they just want you to have a fence somewhere in the vicinity where so like enclose the pool within the property which is what we did we fenced our our entire lot versus just around the pool but uh, scary shit and on that note <laughs> let's talk to our guest about some pool shit shall we swim 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 Our guest is a Los Angeles-born and raised Puerto Rican, which does not equate mm. to Mexican, folks. He's a multi-talented <laughs> entertainer. He's also an MC and member of the group LA Symphony, a producer and host of Felipe's Garage podcast. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Cookbook PR, a.k.a. Jason <laughs> Soto. Hey. Hey. I finally made it into the Fatherhoods. What's up? <laughs> Yo, before yeah, be- 
Before we Manny, get, you went you 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 went you went toe to toe with E on the uh, on the intros. Oh, you like that? That was good. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, Kelly, nice. you got to step it up next time. I know. I'm actually have to fire, write man. something down, dude. Uh, so so Cook, before we get rolling into the fatherhood shit, I, I want to take a moment to talk about um, Jason Soto was here. Your your latest project. Um, yeah, let's do it. So just tell us real quick, like, what was the the genesis of that project? How did you end up rolling something out? Because I know, you know, reading about you a little bit, uh, you were almost on the verge of quitting rapping entirely. So what made you give birth to this? Well, I wanted to put a period on the end of the sentence. Really, I wanted to put an exclamation point Mm. on the end of the sentence. That would be my rap career. And... um, I started thinking a lot about, and it's funny that I'm on this podcast because very specifically, I started thinking about legacy and what my legacy is. And, and, and to me, it starts with my kids, what I leave to them. And then further, what people, what other people might glean from it as they listen to it. And a few years back, I was already starting to put a lot of as much YouTube content or thinking about even my videos. I did a real specific video with my children and my nephews and nieces and i didn't i didn't even promote the song it was just a song i did and i did a video that almost looked like a family like a home video you know like a family home video right um because i just wanted these pieces of of my life that i keep leaving so that when i'm long when i'm long gone my children my grandchildren you know whatnot there's this record of me who i was my values what i what i believed in what i thought was was important you know, and, and I always, you know, a, a very important reason why I wanted success in my life was uh, for my kids, for my two boys, so that not only that they, you know, reap the fruits of my labor, but that they learn, by example, how to succeed. They could see their dad work hard, fail, try again, dust myself off, you know. And so all, those were all the thoughts that were going through my head and going into doing this last album. So it's that legacy that I wanted to leave behind, you know, and I, and I have been doing that for a couple of years, little, you know, even the podcast and everything from the really little podcast and even Felipe's garage, just, uh, it's really like this thing where they can know me even like, let's say, God forbid, I'm gone before my grandchildren are born. They could like, look, know me, know me. Cause it's right. like all over the place. You know what I mean? And, and so that was a lot what I was thinking about when I was doing this album and then just how significant that is and how significant I am as a person, not in a conceited way, just in a real legit, like, uh, what I've done in the rap game and the music game or whatever you want to call it. It is, it was, and it is significant. And in turn, I want that to be a lesson to my kids too. Like no matter how far they go, how high they reach, what they do is significant. You know what I mean? Even if it's to a smaller group of people, even if it's just, just to their families, yeah. it's significant. You know what I mean? And so those were the thoughts that I was um, thinking about in, in doing the ra- in doing this last album. And so that's where the title Jason Soto was here comes from. It's like, I was here. I, I made a difference. This is my legacy. And it, it meant something. It's kind of what I was saying. And then the third reason why I made the album is because I just wanted to bar out on these motherfuckers and let them remember <laughs> how hard I <laughs> how hard I am on this mic, yo. And that is legit true too, man. Like I was like, you know, my first single was fine wine. Like, yo, you think I'm getting worse? I'm only getting better with this right. shit. You know? So that was a, my, my own personal, you know, like, let me, let me drop these bars on these fools and not, and help them remember how hard I was too, you know? 
like make people say, damn, I wish he wasn't retiring. You know what I mean? I wish right. he wasn't like stopping rapping because damn, you know, that kind of thing, which yeah, I can't control how they think. That's just like one of my little personal selfish <laughs> parts of the doing the album. That's yeah. It's a, it's a dope album. I, I like the sound of it. It's, um, sonically, it's 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 real chill, and and you got your hard bangers in there too. But lyrically, I, I enjoyed it too. So, good job, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. That's all I want, man. Just people. I just want people to like me, man. I'm insecure, <laughs> bro. I just want them to like me, you know. <laughs> no, nah, real. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No doubt. How, how many kids you got? I have two boys, seven and four. Seven and four, okay, yeah. So they fight a lot, and they're wild. Age range, yes. My four year old, like my my seven year old, he's real like, he's like a chill dude. He's cool. He's outgoing. He's funny and stuff. But like he's real easy going. Like he'll he, you know, he just goes along with stuff. Like all right, we're doing this, we're doing that. But my four year old's like, nah, fool. I do things when I want to do them. You know, so he's more like that type. So he's the one that's right now like, like, punching my older one a lot and like. My older one is so, like, nice, you know, like, he doesn't, like, hit him back and stuff. And so I'm like, that's not going to always last. One of these times, my seven-year-old is just going to clock this fool. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, they definitely, you know, they fight it, but it's mostly my, my younger one, like, kind of hitting the older one and stuff. But it's cool. Do you intervene much or do you just let it, let, let it, uh, let it flow? No, no. I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't want my four-year-old just thinking it's okay to hit, obviously. And he's about to go to um, TK, transitional kindergarten. It's like, uh-huh. you know, it's like an extra year, you know, because yeah. of that where third he, year. he was born. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't have him doing that at school, man. We can't be that family, you know, like, oh, it's this kid at the school. Like, he can't be that kid, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> no, but we, you know, it, he, it's cool, though, because, you know, kids, kids are, even as stubborn as he can be, you know, kids are, are sensitive, too. So I don't have, like, I don't spank my kids. Um, I, like even last night he was hitting his brother and all I did was raise my voice to him and he started crying and he, and his little feelings got hurt. But like, it's, it's in a good way. Like he knows that he disappointed his papa. And so he, his behavior, you know, modifies in that moment and he feels it. And then we move on, you know, and I, you know, one thing, like I had a great father growing up, like incredible, but I grew up getting spankings and I'm sure you all did too. And, right. and, you know, but my, that's so uh, you know, we're Puerto Ricans, we're loud. And like that voice comes out and it's like, I mean, you guys probably could relate too, but that voice, you know, but when I was a kid, it came with a little bit of fear from spankings, you know, like I knew what was coming after the voice. So I, my dad would scream and I would cry too right away. Right. That's because I had like something else to base it off. But what I noticed is I don't have to do that. And my dad probably didn't have to do it either, but like I give them that voice and they feel it. And like in a healthy way, like their little feelings get hurt because they, they know they disappointed mom and dad and then they start to modify their behavior so it's cool man i mean i i don't i don't want them fighting i mean you know we're we're going to give them like jujitsu lessons and stuff like that so they can know how to deal with things in a in a more uh constructive way you know what i mean ha- and handle their own and not get bullied but at the same time i'm not gonna have them out here just slugging pulls in the face D- yeah. does your does your lady give you the death stare and like <clears throat> ask you to uh, fix your tone when you are talking to them you know, as far as reprimanding goes? No. Nah. No? Nah? nah, nah, nah. She, so... My What's her nationality, quiet. by the way? What's her nationality? She's Mexican. She's okay. Mexican. Okay. It's very funny in the home because, um, you know, she she's real quiet. And I also have a stepdaughter. You know, she's already... She, you know, my, my wife had her daughter 
kind of young. So she's already like 18 and moved out, going to college, that kind of stuff. But they're both real quiet. So when I come into the scene, I mean, all my life is loud, volume loud. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a funny dynamic. Like I'll just be talking and, they're, and they'll tell me like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm like, I'm just talking to you guys. Yo, you sure you're not Cuban, <laughs> B? <laughs> Yo, I mean, it's all the same. same people, it's just a different Cubans. island, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we always have those jokes. Cubans and Puerto Ricans always got that jokes against each other. Like, yo, how many Puerto Ricans does it take to screw in the light bulb or whatever? And we're always cracking on each other. But in reality, we are the same people, just different islands. Like, they fit into cars. We fit into boats. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> ah, but that's true. It's true. So, like, my wife's, you know, calm and she she likes for me to just handle that kind of stuff. She, I mean, she'll handle business. She doesn't. They don't run over her, but um, but she's down with me, like handling up, you know. And obviously, I guess if I go too far, she's gonna let me know. And the death stare from her, you know how it is with your ladies. It's like, yeah, man, I don't want to be in the doghouse with her. So, but that's, that's normally, my, yeah, she she backs me up. That, that's my constant <laughs> struggle. My wife is always telling me like my tone. Like I don't I don't hit my kids, but like I do, I can mm. get overly. You're con- a dick. The, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I get this. This ooh. <laughs> uh, I get I get, I get uber dickish and she's like whoa slow down you gotta and I'm I'm looking at, I, I want to get into you know tear into her and I'm like no maybe mm. she's right and then I, I fall back and I go in my room and fucking cry and shit and then I come back out like that's hilarious everything's okay I, I have that problem I have that problem more with her. Like when her and I get into it, like mm. I'll be more of a dick when it kind of, I have to come back and say, sorry, Dan, you know, you're right. I, I did kind of, you know, uh, out of pocket, you know, and she's like, yo, your hot boy summer is over. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, you're right. You're right. But with my kids. So one thing, so one thing that, uh, I made it a real point with her and the kids, like, again, my dad was my, and to this day, he's like my idol. Like, I love him so much. I miss him. You know, he, he passed away in 2004. So, you know, uh, but one thing, as great as he was, like, if he got mad at me or if something happened, like, and he, he never would come back and say, like, sorry for his wrong. He would just act sorry and, and just be like, I'm done with this. So everyone needs to get rid of it. And you just kind of followed suit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I always noticed that. And I've talked with my mom about it. She said, yeah, you know, he never really said sorry to me either. So it was very important to me, even at a young age, like I'm going to say sorry to people, like when I wrong them and, and I do it with my kids too. Like if something is a little funky or I do something wrong or whatever, like I, I tell them sorry. Cause I always noticed that when I was a kid, like it had been nice a couple of times that pops would have been like, yo, Hey man, I'm sorry about that or whatever. You know what I mean? Or hearing him say it to my mom. So with her and with the kids, like I try to be quick to say sorry when I know I'm wrong and don't try to, try to be too stubborn you know what i mean like we all get like our things but that's always been kind of important to me you know what i'm saying because and, and then i don't want my kids to be assholes either so like uh, if they're wrong i want them to say sorry so if they see me doing it then inevitably it'll rub off right how do they get along with your stepdaughter oh great so so i i had a growing up i i didn't have any direct brothers and sisters either i had um, just step siblings and they're much older than me. And I had such a great relationship. It was almost like having a young, cool aunt. And they're, they're, my oldest is like the same difference in age than I am with my sister. Mm. So 
it's interesting to see that dynamic too. It's it's very similar in how they interact, and she she's almost like a like an aunt in a way. You know, she's her she's their sister, and they see her as sister. But like you know, she is older, so um, they they love her. They love her, man. And you know, like I said, she's not around very much anymore because she's going to college and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, but when she is, it's like, yeah, you know, they got a little nicknames for her. Nyanya's here and all that. <laughs> you know, it's cool. They get along well. So when you and your wife got together, how old was the daughter at that point? She was five when I first met her. So oh, in wow. a lot of ways, she, oh, I, don't, so I don't even like, wow. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like so I, you. I don't even really like saying stepdaughter, really. Yeah. Yep. It's not even like that, you know what I mean? So I've kind of had a kid for a long time, really, you know. And and how was how was the relationship with her, uh, her dad? So it, it was kind of rocky, but the good thing was that he always, you know, remained in her life to a degree, like taking her for a couple weekends a, a month and stuff like that. And again, I always thought that that was important. Like even in like sort of her early teenage years when she started kind of like, I don't want to go with him and forget him or whatever. I always encourage her. I'm like, look, that's your dad. Like you're going to want that relationship. Like right. even if he's being kind of a punk right now, like go to his house for the weekend. Don't start ditching that. Don't do that. Cause that is your dad. Like, you know, if I could be your dad, I would, but I'm not, you know what I mean? He right. is. And so you need to, you, you need to cultivate that relationship even when he's kind of like not doing his part as much, you know? And, um, I think I think uh, it was always pretty cool. You know, there there's a little bit where, you know, he was in the beginning, especially where he would try to still talk to her mom kind of crazy. Mm. So one time I was like, yo, you know what? Like I called him up and I was like, OK, so when it comes to the daughter and you need to know about the weekend stuff, you're not going to talk to her no more. You're going to talk to me from now on. Mm. I told him because I'm not mad at you. I mean, I go, you're not mad at me and 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 you're not going to call me the names you're calling her. And if you do, then we'll do something else. But right. in the meantime, you could just talk to me about, and then, man, that just, I think he, I don't think he had anybody ever step to him like that. And he just kind of like went away, like all that negative talk and all of that. And it's just what you do, I guess. You, know? you protect do, the people you love. Do you find, cause I, I'm in a similar situation and I don't call my stepdaughter, my stepdaughter, but I've been in her life since mm -hmm. she was about four and she's now 12. Mm -hmm. So do you find it that when you encouraged your daughter to, you know, you know, maintain a relationship with her dad, even though he probably wasn't really being proactive about it. Did you find yourself mm -hmm. doing it from a state of, you know, kind of foreseeing the future where, cause I, I look at it like this, right? At some point in the future, I feel like, you know, all kids kind of do their rebellious thing. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. want for my, my daughter, my eldest to use, her her dad as the pawn for her to be rebellious with you feel what i'm saying mm -hmm. so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm i'm very similar in thought where i'm like yo like don't try to diss him or or you know not seek him or, or you know allow him to be in your life like acknowledge that that's your blood you gotta like have that mm -hmm. relationship he's around you you need to take what you can from that relationship and, and you know make it make it work because I, I don't ever want that to come back and be like, uh-huh, you know, screw you. Not that she would ever, but uh, screw yeah. you, dad. You're not my real dad. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, I, I think personally I for me, that might even be kind of like a mechanism to not ever have to go down that path. Because I don't know how I would feel. I, I know I'd feel pissed off, but like mm -hmm. 
I, I, I think I do it also for that, you know, personally. Like a little selfish part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Not if selfish, I, but yeah, kind of like no, self-preservation in a way. Like, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. If I'm being no, real with myself, I, I think that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it's, I think partly because it's the right thing to do because, you know, a lot of these uh, women that we encounter that have children um, and they're single moms, the dad just ain't even there. Right. And so I would always tell her that too. Like, you're actually super lucky because you got more than one dad and she has a stepmom too. You got two sets of parents that love you. It's like your pops is still here. And you know how, like, you just look around your friends. I guarantee you, you know, like one out of three of them don't have a pops and you heard from his, their pops in a long time. Cause that's just unfortunately how it is. So I always kind of encourage her that it, it's the right thing, but at the same time, yeah, you, you know, if I'm doing the right thing, it will pay dividends later on, even after the rebellion. If, even if she does tell me, you're not my real dad or whatever, yeah. eventually she's going to be like, damn, Jason was a real one for that. Like he always maintained yeah, it'll, it'll you know, the right thing. And, you know what I mean? And that's kind of how it is. I mean, with our experiences and like, when we were young or whatever, and like if you had like a rebellious phase or you had this, I hate you or whatever, you know, eventually it comes back around. Even if it's not till like they're in their 20s or whatever, that shit comes back around. And then all of a sudden they're like, man, you know, whew, I was kind of hard on you guys. And you know how it goes. It's just, yeah. That's just how life is, you know. I tell my wife that too. I was like, you, you can't. Um, and again, she's in college now. So it's not really like an issue right now with us, but when, when it was kind of heated and she's about 14, 15, 16, all that was kind of getting crazy. I was like, you know, she's not going to be your friend right now. You, you can't even look at it like that. You just got to raise her, let her be all pissed off when she's pissed off. And then just later on, she's in her twenties or something. You guys will be best friends. It'll be a little, we're going to the mall, we're going to the movies, whatever, but you can't look for that right now. And you shouldn't because you have to be a parent. Right. Like until they're grown, you, you can't worry about being a friend. Fuck friends, you're not friends. No new friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is a daughter, you know. And then you can be friends later when they're good, they're set, they're adults, they got some sense in them. Even when they don't have sense in them, but they're adults and they're able to sort of function on their own. That that just naturally comes back around. I think that's pretty much seems like how it always happens. I mean, some people you see are lucky, man. Like I don't know what y'all talking about. Like my children and I had great relationships. The whole time we've been best friends our whole lives. Like, well, lucky you. I like, most I people, yeah, I know. Because most people, yeah, it gets pretty hellish for a while before you know they start to kind of realize like who mom is, who dad is, and who everybody else is that's involved when they're step parents and all that. You know. Let me ask you guys one thing on the, still on this on this topic. When if there are times where your daughters are getting along with their biological fathers and there just seems like a, you know, maybe they've spent some time with them and they come back and they're, you know, talking cool about them or whatever. Is there ever a tinge of jealousy that you guys feel? Okay, Especially cool. since you're doing the day to day. I'm going to let you go first. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I think yes. In the sense that like my, my selfish self, if I'm just hundred percent, just my feelings, my selfish self, I've, and I told my wife this too, like, like being selfish, I would rather he's not here. And then I just legally adopted her and she's just mine. Mm -hmm. Like I would have rather do that, but that doesn't benefit her. You know what I mean? That benefits me. Like, Oh, it's my daughter. Now I ain't got this buster here fucking with us. Um, but yeah, there's that, you know, sometimes it is like that because 
no matter how uh, how great you are at, at being a dad to her, how much work you put in on a day-to-day basis, how much money you spend, how many soccer games you go to and plays and all the shit that we do, like you're never her real dad. You know what I mean? Even though she's not saying that. And on, and to be honest, quite often she said like you're 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 way more apparent to me, Jason, than anybody. You know, and I don't. I say you're just saying that you're upset or whatever, and that may or may not be true. But at the end of the day, you do think that sometimes you're like, well, shit, man. I like this is like a thin wire that holds this shit together. Like mm-hmm. it's stepdad is a hundred percent relationship. Like there's nothing that binds them to you other than like them saying, I'm cool to let you be my stepdad. You know what I mean? Like any second they can just say, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. You and, know you, I mean? and you got to take Honestly, it. Honestly, think about it. And you got to just be yeah, like, yeah, what are you, you right. Do? And then you, <laughs> exactly. And then you just become the the dude who's married to their mom. Right. It's not, Weird. you know what I mean? Like that's literally, it's a thin, it's a, such a thin little, you know, and you, so. You almost, it, you almost become you know. the thought. You the thought. You that hoe over there. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, you're like the. T-Dot, that dad over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> man in the crib. <laughs> oh, man, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it, so it is like there's blood between them and there's no blood between you. So you definitely think. I'm sure. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I I don't get super just like, I can't believe he's at, she's at his house right now. What are they doing? <laughs> right, right, right. It's not like fucking <laughs> at the crib. But, yeah, you have little thoughts here. I'm sure. But I would imagine it, it's trust. a little different once you have a uh... – you 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 know you 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 have the the other kids that are their blood siblings, so yeah. that has to make a little bit of a difference versus you know completely just being solely a step parent and having no other kids mm-hmm. related to that kid. For, for me, for me, it that was kind of like, ties you guys blood wise. I think it, so. Mm-hmm. It kind it, it does yeah. it does. But so like if I'm because my, in my case my eldest she was I, I always call her like my trainer in this fatherhood shit right. And again, she wasn't uh-huh. my my blood relative, but she, I came in so early, and she she really put laid it down for me how to grow patience and l- how to how to look at her as as a person that I need to make sure that I'm doing things for versus you know the selfish way that normal human beings are until they have children. Mm-hmm. So early yep. early in that relationship, I was definitely jealous about. Um, the time spent with her other family, like, you know, her dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. took me a little bit of time. But when I, when I, when it clicked for me that it's not about you, like it's about her. And then I looked at it kind of the same way you just described cook, which is like, yo, you got multiple sets. Now you got two dads, Mm -hmm. you got X, X amount of grandparents, you got so many other aunts and other cousins. And, and that's when it was like, yo, more people that are in her corner is going to benefit her more greatly than whatever selfish exactly. bullshit, you know, I might have pent up. Cause you're a dick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and she's going to know that too, bro. I'm sorry. Oh no, she, she already know knows that part. She knows already. <laughs> but, but, hey, but real, but real talk, it, it's like, you know, it's like the seed you plant, right? Like, you plant a seed, you don't see the tree tomorrow. You see it in years, right? right. So you got to trust that the, the seeds of love and like patience and all the shit that we plant in our kids, whether they're our stepkids or whatever, you, we, have, we have to trust the process. Like we can't keep digging up the dirt to check on the seed to see if anything's sprouting yet. We got to just trust that eventually those seeds are going to sprout into good fruit. 
And so when, when, uh, when, when they're older, yeah, even if their dad, their real dad was great and whatever, they're also, you've also planted these seeds and there's room for everybody and you'll be that person in their life. And in a way, because it's only based on relationship, it could be that much more rich because what you have with the stepdaughter or the stepson is, is, uh, is been birthed strictly off of that connection and relationship has nothing to do with blood. It's just, I love this person because of who they are to me, hundred percent without blood, without nothing. This is my dad. This is my mom. This is whatever. And so if you look at it like that, you, you, you plant a seed, you know, eventually you got tomatoes, but it's not tomorrow. It's in the future. And as long as you keep planting those seeds, you know, eventually, you know, you're, you're, you'll see fruit of it, no matter what, how she feels about her real dad or whatever, whatever. It's like, eventually she'll, she'll know the deal about who you are and, you know, kind of what you've been in her life, you know, cause they don't, they don't, they're, you know, we're all selfish, but I mean, especially when you're a kid, you're selfish. So they don't see the toil and the hard work and the shit you go through right. every day and the shit you got to take, you know, like they don't think like, wow, when you got with their mom, like that you took on another huge, and it's not a burden. I don't mean a burden, like in a bad way, but you did take on another role and another set of problems and another set of, of needs and stuff like that. They don't see none of that. They won't see that for years. They might not have ever see that. So they have their own kids, but if you do it and you plant seeds and don't look for the return now, it, I believe it comes. I gotta believe. Man, I gotta believe that, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> for I real. gotta believe. It. <laughs> Yo, so quick. Wait, let, let, yeah. let's, no, let's let's talk a little hip hop real quick. Yeah. Um, let's. So, do your kids? What what kind of music are they listening to? Does it align oh, with man. what you what you're into? Not kind of. Yeah, kind of. No, man. Like my seven year old man. Every time we get in the car. He's asking me to play Sunflower or Old Town Road right now. And I'm like, dude, first of all, first of all, both those songs are already played out, bro. Those songs are already burnt. You know what I'm saying? So why are you asking me? You need to get some new hot shit, bro. But at the same time, it's like, man, dude, like, I should not know all the words to both those songs. But unfortunately, I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what I'd I be doing, like, so what I, not this past record, but the, the record that I did before with my homeboy Flynn, like, you know, when you make a record, sorry, I had somebody try to call through. Oh, when you make a record, um, you're always listening to like your shit in the car, like mixes and this and that and the other. And then I remember this was a couple years ago. So my son was probably about five, you know, he's just in the back in his car seat. And then all of a sudden I hear him singing along and saying all the words man, my, my, like my mind was blown. I was like, this is great. Like he's singing all the, like, like all my little hooks and little words and little, whatever my little punchlines I think I'm dope at. <laughs> and then there he's like saying it in the back seat, And that, that was really dope to me too. Cause it, it is nice to share what you do with them. And I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about like just playing all the explicits for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just decided I'm just going to play them all NWA from now on just <laughs> only. And then that way we get all the the bad words out of the way, and then we could just listen to everything. You got the two live crew in there too while you're at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. So two live crew. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever is the worst. You know, I try to play Rockinelli. I put put in your mouth like on. Oh damn. No, we're just talking about the baby bottle. Get that old town hose, the remix. Onyx back vagina finder. What is it? Is it that? Black vagina. Oh my god! Wow. 
But no, but I try to play him hip hop, and and you can play a lot of old school hip hop. That's not crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if I play sure. in Trap Called Quest, you could play a, basically a whole damn first record, and there's nothing crazy on there. You talking about eating ham and eggs? You're good. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot. There's a lot of stuff you could play, and then I try to play. If I want to listen to new stuff, like I just go in Apple Music and just pick the clean versions and just you know ease them into it. I don't know how I feel about like. I mean, they they've heard me cuss, you know. And they, they, I think they know it's wrong. Like, I've never heard them say one word. Um, but I, I try to, you know, regulate that shit. I don't just open the floodgates on them. Their little minds just full of this craziness. Hmm. But, yeah, I try to – I want them to hear the real shit, you know. I want them to, like, experience it. And I also play them a lot of, like, other stuff, too, because I'm, I'm big on all types of music. So, hmm. like, for a while, like, their favorite song was Wonderwall by Oasis because we were just listening to it, and they – attached to that one and then for a while i guess it was around like when that movie was out like um all both my kids all they wanted to hear in the car was um queen so we would listen to bohemian rhapsody another one bites the dust we are the champions like on repeat dude and they all sing all the like my seven-year-old can sing every single word of bohemian rhapsody all the little crazy parts and everything and to me that's super dope but they like oh, yeah. not only hip-hop but like all music like that too because i mean that's what i grew up too like that's how i was with my pops like all i knew was music from him so. and that's hip-hop too because um, we're sampling all that stuff at least the, the hell yeah it is yeah man hell yeah i'm teaching them how to sample like just steal it don't worry you don't have to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> no publishing <laughs> yeah whatever dude don't worry about it man yo cook <laughs> no, man. For real, I, I i do like that yeah, I, I wanna I wanna thank you for joining us on the Fatherhood's podcast. I know it's been a long time coming, oh, but uh, it's yeah. it's great to have you. And and for for those listening, where can they check you out and, and get a sense of who who you are in totality with everything you're doing? Um, I I probably spend the most amount of time like social network wise on Instagram, mm-hmm. but everywhere you would want to follow me, it would be at um, Cookbook the PR. But if you really want to get into it, you got to start listening to Felipe's Garage podcast, man. It's Facts. hotter than ever. Absolutely, and we, yeah. We are wilding out over there, like wild these days. Shout and out I to I love Merce, that. Man. You know what I mean? We, yeah, man. Merce, he did the first 41 episodes with me. Mm. And now we're into season two and I got some new co-hosts with me. And it's just, you know, uh, the fans are growing. Our fans are called mechanics. You know what I mean? And, so oh. if you want to be a mechanic, we got the Mechanics Lounge on Facebook and all that. So, you know, it, just follow me at Cookbook, the PR, anywhere on social media. And you're going to hear about Felipe's Garage and my music. And, you know, of course, my music shop now. Jason Soto is here is everywhere, you know, um, and links. You know, we got links in the bio, right, on everything. Yeah. So. And, and check out the Hood Talks on CrazyHood.com as well. Oh, yeah. oh please do, man. That's that was right. great. Shout out to Jay Havana, man. That was a super, that was real fun doing that. And, he he killed it. That episode really came out great, man. Yeah, you, I'm you, proud of that. So yeah, make, please check that out. You made Jay look like a giant in uh rap interviewing. <laughs> so that was that was dope. Yo, he's, oh, he's yeah. getting, yo nice. Jay's getting his stripes, man. Yeah, nah, nah. It was dope. Yeah, bro. I enjoyed he it. Killed it, man. He was ready though. Nah, he was ready. I you know, like I, I only sent him the like the the rough version of the album like maybe a day or two before. And when we talked, man, he you could tell he had like lit not just like once but like listen and listen to my record because the questions he was asking me i was like oh yeah this yeah. dude knows what's up so yeah shout out to him bro he did a great job 
Yo, brother, keep parenting and uh, keeping it a buck over here in these streets. And no we'll, doubt. We'll no catch, doubt. We are. We'll catch you in the podcast of Spear. Yes, Whatever that sir. is, man. Anytime you want me back, <laughs> I'll come back, bro. Oh, yeah, no, for anytime sure. Anytime you want me back in the fatherhood, please. I'd love to come back, man. For Absolutely. Sure. All right, well, holler at me when you get to L.A., too, and we're going to get in these real streets. What's up? What's up? Let's do it. All right, bro. Good luck. All right, man. All right, thanks, guys. Peace. All right, peace.